Hello, and welcome to the Casual Author Podcast. I'm Dan, host and independent author of sci-fi and fantasy books, father of five, full-time worker, homesteader, and a man of many other responsibilities. I'm here to talk to you about what it's like to be an author, how we can prioritize and be productive, and how we can be encouraged to know that despite our busyness, we can still make the best of our authoring. To learn more about me, my books, or access the podcast show notes, head to dankenner.com slash podcast. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. It's Dan Kenner, the host of The Casual Author. Today is Tuesday, December 7th, 2021, and this is episode 12 of the podcast. So I'm sure you noticed that I did not put out an episode last week, and that was mainly because generally I record the podcast um, the week before, and the week before last was actually Thanksgiving week. So as you can imagine, I was not trying to bother anybody in terms of interviews, as well as uh, I didn't have time myself to record something. So was just spending some great time with family. But I hope you had an excellent holiday. Tell you what, I still can't believe how fast this year is going. Um, to think that I published Transformed in February of this year, and then I published uh, Sunfire just last month, in the middle of November. It's just crazy how fast time goes. Um, but that being said, you just have to enjoy the time that you have uh, as, as best as you can, and that's what I'm trying to do. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've been able to chat, um, although not a ton has happened, and that's mainly due to the holidays. Um but still, the Sunfire launch isn't going as successfully as I would have hoped, but, you know, it is what it is. It's one of the things about being a smaller author, particularly a casual author. I didn't really hit the launch as hard as I as I hoped that I would. So, uh, that being said, um, I'm going to keep working on it, keep pushing forward, and I've got some exciting things that I'm working towards, um, which will actually lend to the topic of this interview. Today is is what I'd like to call an, an in-between-isode, or like a mini episode, uh, mainly because there were just a couple things that I wanted to discuss in terms of being a casual author and learning from your mistakes, because I can tell you what, I have made a number of mistakes um, in my authoring, and it's just the reality of the situation. So um, being resilient to those mistakes is one of the most important things, just generally in life, but in being a successful casual author. So am I a successful author? Well, that depends on, on your definition of successful, but there are ways that you can actually set yourself up for future success. And one of those things is learning from your mistakes. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Before we get into that, I just want to give some updates. Um, like I mentioned, there's nothing really uh, updatey wise for the animals. I think I mentioned that we bred our does. They're due. They will be due um, come March, April of next year, which is exciting. We'll have a bunch of little baby goats. Um, the babies that were born this year are so big. Uh, we we're just noticing that they are almost full size, which with Nigerian dwarf goats doesn't get. They don't get very big. But that's fine. That's by design. Um, we got them because, you know, <laughs> smaller goats are probably better for smaller children, which our children are younger right now, for one. Two, the milk that they produce is higher in fat content. So that's a couple of the reasons that we got Nigerian dwarfs. Still, the babies are grown, so we need to kind of decide who we're going to breed. We've already bred the mothers, the previous mothers, but, you know, the, of the babies that are now old enough to be bred, they're uh, nine months old now, nine, ten months old. So we're just trying to decide 
where we want to go with that. Um, our, our chickens have started laying. We're now getting between 10 and 12 eggs a day. And I know some of you may be thinking, that's a lot of eggs. Oh, no, it's barely enough. In fact, we still have to buy a couple 18 packages of eggs from uh, from the store just to have on hand just when we run out of eggs. We eat a lot of eggs. We're a family of seven. And eggs are well-liked, um, so, you know, they're really easy to throw together in a pinch, so having that steady flow of eggs is important. However, we do have 22 chickens, so we're hoping um, come spring we'll have better production in terms of egg layers, so it, it's expected. I mean, chickens, their production goes down in the winter, so it, it's not uncommon to see that, um, but... Still, we're, we're looking forward to when things start warming up already. Uh, we're at the beginning of winter, but when things warm up, we get more sun and the chickens can lay more. So that's it. That's a little bit of the update. Oh, I, I did. I forgot to mention, we are also preparing for an orchard. Um, although our plans were a little bit dashed, we're going to have to put the orchard off another year. So we actually prepared an area that was supposed to be the orchard. Uh, it's just a little too windy there. We need to plant a windbreak first. So we're going to plant a garden there, another garden. We already have uh, a fair amount of garden space, but we'd like to plant more. So busy times at the Kenner home, as you can imagine. Um, but in publishing news, just a couple exciting things. If you're listening and you're an author and you want to spend a little bit of time and money to invest in your career as an author, I'll point you to Nick Stevenson. Um, your first 10,000 readers is the course that he is offering. I think it's only open until December 10th, so that does only give you a couple days. Uh, but it is essentially helping you build your business to get your first 10,000 readers or um, at least $1,000 in revenue per month. So he goes through a lot of different key uh, elements you need to build into your platform. A lot of this isn't a like, it's a lot of work, but it's set, essentially setting up automations and measures to gather those readers as passively as possible. So I have invested in this. I'll let you know. I'll try to keep you updated as I run through this. Um, but it's your first 10,000 readers by Nick Stevenson. Um, I think you can even go your first 10k.com. I could Google it. I'm unsure exactly the location right now. But I started the course. So I'm pretty excited about that, hoping to build out my business. Uh, you know, after having a somewhat failed launch of Sunfire, I, it clued me in that I definitely need to be seeking more readers, selling direct as much as possible. So I'm going to be building up my business as much as possible. So anyway, it's kind of exciting. I'm enjoying it so far. It's definitely a lot of videos that I need to watch. So just in the infant stages of that. Still, Sunfire is, uh, is out, as I mentioned before. And in other news, I am recovering Awakened transformed and getting a new cover for Ascendant. So I've made the decision to recover the first couple books of the Lightbearer Chronicles. Um, I actually have the first and the second uh, almost done. We just need to get the text all formatted, and then we'll be working on the third here in the next couple of weeks. But I can tell you what, they are amazing. They're looking really, really good. I'm so excited to share those covers with you. That's partially for a couple of reasons. One, to kind of match my author brand. Um, two, match the genre. And three, so that they actually match each other. So if you've noticed, if you've looked at my books, the Awakened and Transformed art, while stunning, uh, it looks pretty good. They don't match as well as I would hope. They don't really look like a series, which is somewhat of a problem for someone who's trying to sell their books full time eventually. So getting these recovered, we'll hopefully revive the series, hoping to, to see if I can sell more books, get more interest in that. 
Um, and then the plan is once I finish it with Ascended, I'm at about 80,000 words of Ascended. Um, I will work on a novella, kind of a prequel to the Lightbearer Chronicles, which I will give away for free as kind of a magnet. Try and uh, see if people are interested in reading the rest of the series. So that is the plan. Um, we'll see, we'll see how it all goes with the, the scheme of things. Perhaps during winter when we're not outside, I can get some more writing done. Here's crossing my fingers that that actually happens. Uh, but let's go ahead and move into the, the next part of the podcast where I discuss some of the learnings um, and being resilient for your author career. Okay, so what am I all about with respect to the casual author? Um, one thing that I try to 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 say a lot is that it's possible to be a casual author, to be successful in your own sphere, to you know be creative, to create content, and to move toward your quote unquote successful author business, perhaps full time, um, at at a slower pace than you might prefer. Um, having an, a, a casual approach to something isn't necessarily a negative thing; it can be positive, especially when your priorities recognize that there are other things currently that are higher, um, that are more important than your, your authoring. And just, you know, to be frank, I've got a family of, of seven, five children and a wife. I've got, you know, homestead to manage. I do have a full-time job, which I'm hoping to eventually phase out. Uh, it could be a number of years, probably 10, 15 years to be realistic. But, uh, you know, that's pretty important because it is what's providing for the family currently. So that being said, um, that plus, you know, religious responsibilities, I it's important that I take this uh, authoring to a casual level, so to speak. However, the one thing that I will say is it has been challenging. I mean, when I got into this author business, I literally had no idea what I was doing. I started writing on a whim. I've always wanted to publish, but I started on a whim from my uh, my friend's challenge to just write, and I just wrote. Um Little did I know that there's just so much more to writing and, and authoring. And a number of, of times I've made some mistakes. And I just wanted to discuss some of those things. Talk about how admittedly discouraging it was um, that putting the cart before the horse a couple times, just just making some misjudgments around some decisions I've made. So, you know, first, getting into my author career, I wrote Awakened. It took me a while, probably about a year to actually get the manuscript finished. And I can recall just the amazing feeling of writing the end, right? All authors talk about that. I wrote the end. I'm done, right? Um, but then I was like, all right, now what? And so I recall a couple of weeks of just taking a break from writing. I just started writing Transform because I was like, well, I don't really know what else to do. And I went on that way for a while until, you know, my wife found out, wait, Daniel, you've been sitting on this book uh, for how long? It's been about a year. I sat on a completed Awaken and it was about halfway through Transformed. Uh, and I said, I don't really know what to do next. Fortunately, we found an editor. Um, an editor that we knew from, from high school. So I hired her. The editing process was arduous. It was, it was definitely not the most enjoyable part of publishing the first book. Uh, I don't really enjoy editing, not because of the editor. She's amazing. I absolutely love working with her. Uh, but once I had Awakened ready, I decided I need a cover artist, right? And so I didn't have a lot of money. And I had heard from a number of people, well, you know, you can requisition, you can pay artists on various, like, um, 
contractor websites and i heard of fiverr i was like oh fiverr never heard of fiverr did some research found some uh, a cover artist or you know an artist that did beautiful work now i'm gonna go ahead and, and give this a caveat some of you may be listening you're like don't go to fiverr for an artist okay probably don't right like those of you listening that was the mistake i'm gonna go ahead and be completely forward with that little did i know at the time that it probably wasn't the best decision still it was inexpensive the art is beautiful no complaints there um but about, uh, well, so let's just say this, about two months into, you know, me after publishing Awaken, I got contacted on social media from someone saying that I had stolen their art. I was like, what? What is this? You know, I'm, I'm a relatively introverted person. I don't really enjoy human conflict unless it's in defense of somebody that I love. Uh, so this obviously made me panic. It was someone from across the seas. Like, I won't go into too much detail, but they sent me examples of art that they had created in March of 2020 or perhaps even earlier, the year before in 2019. And it looks pretty much the same. Whether or not it was copied, I can't say. You know, I, I'm not the artist. But, you know, I immediately apologized. I was like, look, let me try to make this right. I didn't do the art. I don't have art skills. I was somewhat panicked. And so I contacted my artist. Now, fortunately, she was super chill. She was like, well, I don't remember where I where I got this art. Like, it, maybe it's copied. I don't know. Like, she, she kind of acted ignorant. Anyway, no big deal. I just said, well, can you just redraw? Like, just redraw. It was just one small part of it, uh, of the book cover that needed to be. She had drawn everything else except for this one part, which apparently wasn't a stock photo. Um... Anyway, it, it turned out okay in the end, but that was after this individual, this artist, sent, you know, a bunch of raging fans to my social media accounts and attacked me in various places, which wasn't the most comfortable thing. I already am, am reticent to use social media in general, uh, but, you know, this this artist went on a little bit of a vendetta and attacked me, and it was a little bit scary. Uh, I know some of you might be, like, rolling your eyes, like, Dan, it's not actually that scary. But, like, this is someone who didn't have a huge following. I was already, like, shaken by the fact that, like, this art was potentially taken, and they were, like, threatening to sue. And, you know, it was all very dramatic, as you can imagine. Anyway, it's resolved now. But still, like, that was one of the things, like, okay, moral of the story, if you're going to find a cover artist, one, probably don't go to Fiverr. Two, be willing to save up money to, to spend a little bit if you're not doing it yourself. Um, and three, just make sure it's a, a reputable place, uh, an actual cover artist. So those, those are some learnings from that. Now, I have learned, and the cover artist for Transformed was someone else. It was a direct contractor, though he did use stock photos. It was legal. I verified all of these things. Finally, I landed on a cover artist that I absolutely love for Sunfire. He's doing great. He is now redoing the covers for Transformed and Awakened and also Ascended. So anyway, moral of the story, I, I learned, I met other authors, I realized, okay, this is where you need to go for your covers. Don't go to Fiverr. Now, that was extremely discouraging. And I'll admit for a couple weeks, I was like, I didn't write. I was pretty depressed. I was like, I don't, I'm doing this all wrong. I'm not going to be successful, right? Telling me all these negative things. But ultimately, I was like, that's all right. I, I learned. It probably wasn't the best way that I could have learned this, but I didn't have any contacts in publishing at that time. Now, since then, I had grown a little bit of a following on some social media. Not a ton. Still don't have a ton. <laughs> but a little bit. And uh, I met some other authors who I've been able to talk to and, and get advice from and, and share advice where possible. So that was kind of, kind of great. I'm excited about that.
Now, uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a back step because I failed to mention one of the other failings or, or mistakes that I made with publishing Awaken was I actually published Awaken before I even had established anything, right? Like I had it all ready to upload. I learned about KDP from my editor, which I actually didn't know how to publish. I hadn't been able to figure out that research. Um, but I published Awaken with no following whatsoever. Now that that is somewhat of a mistake, right? Because I I hadn't thought much about the author business. I hadn't even thought about like, well, what am I going to do once this is published? It's just my friends and family. Like that's it. It's going to end there. So I kind of frantically created an Instagram account, and you know I had a couple hundred followers when I published Awakened, and you know I sold a couple books, which t- is to be expected. Um, but yeah, the one thing I realized, well, I should have been spending more time getting out there, being more comfortable with myself on social media, because that currently is the only method of marketing I'm using. It won't be forever, but that's what I'm using for now because it's free. Um, And so, yeah, just kind of cart before the horse type of thing. Getting that book published was a fulfillment of my dream. Um, however, I didn't have anybody to sell to. So I still don't have a huge group to sell to, but I'm learning um, from this, uh, your first 10K readers course, I'm hoping to gain a lot of knowledge of how to build my email list, build social media, you know, whatever it is, however I can build that uh, that group of people, those readers that are interested in my work. So um I wasn't overly discouraged with that because the excitement of publishing my book kind of drove me forward into social media. But I'll admit, you know, there are ebbs and flows of my uh, <laughs> my frustrations and patience with social media because it is just such an enigma. There's some people that are just remarkable at it. Uh, but I can tell you what, I don't feel like I am. So just flying by the seat of my pants, so to speak, and then we're seeing what happens. So there you go, the second mistake. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, there's more than this many mistakes that I've made in my author career, but uh, these are some of the largest ones that have popped up. All right, mistake number three. Uh, This one is just kind of funny because, once again, it came down to lack of research, uh, mainly because of time. Like, I'm not going to say I don't research. I do research, but mainly because I was just like, I just need to get this out there, right? And then it'll be out there and it'll be great. So when I published Awaken, I just used KDP and I used a free ISBN as provided by KDP. At the time, I thought, oh, this isn't a big deal. Threw it into KU, didn't get very many KU reads. I, I ultimately pulled all of my books out of KU. Uh, Personal decision. We'll get into that later, perhaps another day. But um, (laughs) anyway, I published it on KDP. And then, you know, a friend of mine, a a co-author, or, you know, another author said, hey, have you thought about publishing on Ingram Spark? Because it'll push your book uh, print on demand to various other platforms, such as Barnes & Noble, Target, and yada, yada, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. That would be great. Started going through the process, and asked for the ISBN. I was like, I, I, okay. So I pulled the free one from Amazon. That doesn't work. Those of you listening are thinking, oh yeah, that's not going to work. I didn't know. I didn't realize that purchasing an ISBN is important. I didn't even know where to buy it. So I learned that I ended up purchasing 10 ISBNs, which definitely don't regret. I've already used nine of them for my three books. But unfortunately, that meant I had to unpublish Awakened, which was not the coolest thing that I've had to do. Sure, at the time, I only had maybe three, four, five reviews. I don't even remember, but having to push the unpublished button and re-upload everything, get the ISBN sorted, do all the cover, you know, formatting and whatnot, it was just a little bit of a pain. Now, fortunately, I was able to pull all of those reviews over to the new listing, proving that it was the same book. Amazon was a little bit hard to work with, but I was able to work it out. Um... 
and you know it turned out okay in the long run but that was just trouble that that i you know it was just another roadblock it was another fence to jump over a massive wall to climb over and uh you know it was very unfortunate that i had to click unpublish that i had to redo everything and get it out there fortunately i know now um definitely not the best publisher self-publisher but that was something that i learned now um I can just tell you that it's just kind of crazy how many things can go wrong just in life in general. And this isn't a negative way of looking at it. It's it's just kind of the reality of the situation. But the one thing that I've learned um, being a casual author, publishing, and, and having these failures is you have two decisions, right? You can say, well, uh, this, this just isn't working. I'm going to stop. I'm giving up because I'm frustrated. I'm tired of feeling this way, right? Which are valid. Those are completely valid feelings. And I'm not going to invalidate anybody who feels that way after so many, so many failures on something like this. But there's also the option of saying, I feel pretty crappy. This is terrible. I'm just going to like breathe, take a little bit of a break, let my, you know, focus on the positive, try to let these feelings kind of time, time heals a lot of things, right? After a week or two, you may realize, okay, it was frustrating. However, I'd like to move on from it and learn that this isn't the best method. This isn't the best way to do it or, you know, make, don't make this mistake again. So, uh, and that's what I've tried to do. Has it been perfect? Absolutely not. I think if it had been perfect, I probably would have written more books by now. Can't be too hard on myself. There's a lot going on, but still, um, it's, it's one of those things that it's just about taking a step back and, and thinking, okay, these negative feelings are valid. I can't just push them away. Um, but how can I use them to springboard me into the next action, springboard me into uh, my next decision and plan in terms of this goal that I have? So uh, just when you're, if you're trying to be a casual author, you need to accept that. You need to be okay with the problems, with the decisions, with failures, and just trying to pick up the pieces and keep moving forward, knowing that this is a long-term game. And you'll hear that a lot. This is a long-term game, which is why I'm not overly frustrated that I'm a casual author, that everything's going a tad bit slower than I want. I, I'm not risky enough to drop everything currently and just try to publish more and, and sell more. I'd like to get my feet under me a little bit more more with the business before I take a leap like that. It may happen someday, but for now, we're focusing on the important things, setting up a framework, making these mistakes before they become too costly, um, learning from those and sharing them as much as I can. So something to keep in mind, if you're trying to do anything, it doesn't even have to be authoring, just keep in mind that if you fail or if something doesn't go as planned, it doesn't mean you should stop. It means you should analyze what happened and how you can apply it to your next decision, to your next goal. Um, that is the healthy way of approaching problems. That is the best way that you can be successful. Because if you keep trying the same thing over and over and keep failing and keep frustrating, that learning isn't happening. And you're not actually going to make it where you want to go. So learning is going to be the most important thing or one of the most important things when it comes to failure such as this. So uh, I hope you think about that. All right, I know that was a relatively short clip, but um, I like to keep it short every once in a while. I did mention this would be an in-between episode or um, abbreviated episode for a number of reasons. I think if you're like me, you're listening to a lot of different things, whether it be audiobooks, podcasts, and having a little bit of a short snippet is very helpful. Um, are there more mistakes that I've made? Absolutely. Are there things that I've learned from my author business? 
Absolutely. And perhaps we'll take another episode to talk more about those because um, if you're like me, you don't really learn um, until you hear somebody else experiencing something. So um, keep that in mind. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. However, thank you for listening. Next week, I hope to resume, resume the same um, interview schedule uh, with, with my podcast. Still getting that all scheduled up, so bear with me as I figure that all out. But if you have questions, you can contact me at authordkenner at gmail.com or dankenner.com, my website. There's a form there under contact. You can contact me via that sheet or excuse me, via that form. Um, if you have questions, feel free to let me know. You can find the backlist at dankenner.com slash podcast, or of course, you can just look back on whatever platform you're using. Um, and I hope you have an excellent, excellent day. Happy creating.